Hey, good morning, Monstropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking below! So what can I say? The tribal loves me. Shall you be After you, Junior. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Logged It. Uh, this is episode number 16. Tonight we're talking about thrillers. Movies that make you go... For most of the time, uh, or or that thing from that guy who is creepy. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> um, it's just the three of us, which is a okay because you know what that means. You're gonna get some quality content, and it's probably gonna be a shorter show, uh, but that's a okay uh, because we got uh, me here. We got Caleb and Caleb. Caleb Boatman, how are you? Tired but good. All right, and Caleb Coho, how are you? I'm good. I finally have a Tuesday off where I can be on the show. This is exciting. Uh, I am drinking a French toast flavored beer this evening. Ooh. It's really intense. It just like smells very French toasty. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel about it, but it's pretty good. So uh, Boatman's drinking water. Uh, but when uh, we were in Iowa, I did have like my first like full size drink that I actually drank the whole thing. So what did you have? Uh, it was we went to like this arcade bar, and it was like uh, the all of, like the drinks they had were like themed after like video games and comic book characters. Uh, so it was like the the Kirby's Dreamland, and it was like watermelon vodka with lemonade and pineapple juice. That sounds dope. That is that is a a boatman drink if I've ever heard of one. Uh, that is that sounds delicious. Anyway, great. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're gonna start the show off the way that we do every week and talk about our favorite movies that we logged this week. Uh, so, Bowman, why don't you kick us off? This is hard because I watch two really good first time watches, uh, but I think I'm going to go with uh a film uh because the other one was two for the road which has already been talked about on this show so you've already heard but i will say that's great i'm gonna go with first reformed uh first reformed uh is a film that i'll be honest i thought i wasn't gonna like because i vaguely knew the plot but i kind of that's all i knew and then Cole was like no boatman you're actually gonna really like this movie and yeah it's great ethan hawk is phenomenal um like this he should have been nominated that year it just gets into a lot of like just really interesting talking points and dynamics and everything and i i just think it's a fascinating film the one thing i i did not like the ending but like everything else surrounding that i think the film is just really well done it does like it was written it was written and directed by paul schrader the guy who wrote taxi driver and it's Weirdly enough, in some aspects, has like a taxi driver feel to it. Cedric the Entertainer is in this movie, and he's actually great. Um, Paul Schrader knows how to write for stand-up comedians in these types of movies. Wink, wink, taxi driver. Wink, wink, Albert Brooks. Uh, but no, first reform, I I really liked, and uh, way more than I expected to actually. 
Yeah, um, I saw this when it came out. Um, I I liked it. I didn't love it as much as everyone. I agree. Ethan Hawke is really, really good in the movie. That's by far the best part. Amanda Seyfried is also really, really good in it. Um, but I agree with Bowman. I didn't like the ending. Uh, the, there's something, obviously, like, not giving anything away. I think people should watch it. Um, there's something that happens in the movie where I was like, I get it but I'm not in love with this. Uh, so yeah, it's a good, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm way more interested in his new movie. That's actually coming out this weekend. I believe it's called the card counter. I was excited for that. And then I heard it was bad. Oh, I haven't heard anything. Is it bad? Oh, I heard, that's what I heard, but I was really excited for that movie. And all the news bad. out of the festivals this last week was like, it's not great. And I was like, uh, that's sad. Cause if yeah. the cast is Stacked. Everyone says Oscar Isaac's really good. I'm still gonna see it, but um, yeah. So I liked. I I feel about the same as Boatman did about First Reformed. Uh, Coho, what about you? I love that movie. Um, I watched that double whammyed with Before Sunset. Uh, it was a weird double feature of movies where I was just like, these are movies that I've been meaning to watch, and I love them both. Uh, so I I totally get the ending. You're either like gonna be in or out, and I I didn't mind it. Um, but. I really love Ethan Hawke in it. Um, I think the cinematography of that movie is really underrated. The way that they like frame things kind of it's it does the Wes Anderson approach of we frame things perfectly, um, and then do something weird in the frame framing wise to make you feel a little off about it. Like the car is slanted, guy gets out, but the house is perfectly framed. It's nerdy shit like that that I really liked. Um, but I I dug this movie a lot. Uh, but nailed it. Basically, everything that I would have said. Uh, really, really wild third act. All right. Uh, Coho, what was your favorite movie you logged this week? My favorite movie I logged this week uh, is actually a comedy from the 2000s uh, that uh, I watched with him, uh, Wedding Crashers. I had never seen Wedding Crashers before. Uh, and the group watch of that with Bowman and, and Scully, I think, enhanced it. Uh, but I really love the chemistry between Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Uh, those two just bounce off each other with like such charisma that you would just believe that they're lifelong friends. Um, it's really like great cast all the way around. Isla Fisher and Rachel McAdams are also really, really funny. Uh, Christopher Walken's great. Uh, like the whole, the whole cast just uh, interacts with each other in this way where like the first act of the movie, you feel like it would be this, this, um, this premise where it's like, Oh yeah, I could probably watch them do this and it would be fine. And the second act kind of takes it up a notch where it like, flips where you think it's going and brings us around to a third act that I think is actually really dark uh, at points where instead of where you think it would go uh, and lands it really powerfully. Um, but yeah, I had never seen Wedding Crashers and I, I had a blast. I think the movie's great. Yeah, I had never seen this until a few years ago. I think it was like 2017, 2018. I watched it with Maggie. Uh, I had a good time with it. Um, I don't remember much about it, if I'm being honest. I remember liking it quite a bit. Um, and uh is it bradley cooper is the the yeah, yeah. i remember knowing he was in the movie and he showed up and i was pleasantly uh surprised because i i like bradley cooper a lot um yeah i remember digging it and thinking it was it was good i just i haven't re-watched it since um i'm very hit or miss with vince vaughn uh but this one i liked uh boatman what about you uh yeah uh i this was also my first time watching it uh i think that I don't like the second act of the movie. Honestly, I don't. I love the first act a lot. I think the first act, the dynamic between Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn is fantastic. I think the movie is weaker when they are not together. The movie kind of 
separates them into their own stories a little bit. And I think not having them work together for like the majority of like work off each other for the majority of the movie, I think weakens the film a little bit, but I understand why they had to do that story wise. I love Fisher is super funny in this. Uh, she might actually be my favorite thing in the movie. Um, but like overall, I think it's, it's good. It has some weaknesses that you'll find in a lot of comedies of that era. I'm not big on like the frat pack era of comedy. Um, that like that, that type of style, it's just not really my, like that Vince Vaughn, Will Ferrell, like that era of the frat pack. Uh, but this one was very fun to watch, especially in a group setting. All right. Um, I will go next, although I feel like I'm about to cut out. I feel like I can feel it in the force. So if I do, let's move on. Uh, but the one that I'm going to pick, uh, everybody, most people saw it this weekend. I have Shang-Chi um saw it three times loved it think it's great um i had a really really fun time with it i liked it even better upon rewatch some of the issues that i had with it upon the first time watching it um were kind of went away um this movie's the same length as most most marvel movies hit that like 215 spot and this was in there as well and um it honestly flew by for me a lot of people are complaining about uh, the second act being a little slow. I agree. But I think overall, uh, the movie felt pretty quick to me, especially on the second and third viewings. It kind of went by. It felt like an hour-long movie. It went really quick. Uh, the action's incredible. Um, I really like Shang-Chi as a character. Um, and I and I thought Aquafina was actually really, really good in it. Um, the actress who plays uh, his sister, Jai Ling, was the, I, I just read was like her first thing she's ever done, and she was great. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. I thought the third act, while it got like away from the action that I was enjoying in the first two, I still really enjoyed it. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but big shit happens, and what can I say? I like big shit. Uh, so uh, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit um had a lot a lot of fun with it and i'm super excited to see this these characters pop up in future uh mcu stuff so uh koho what did you think of shang chi i really liked it um i think that uh when they first announced that dustin daniel Cret was gonna make a movie in the mcu i was like oh shang chi okay we'll see how that goes uh and like the action rocks I did not know Cretton could direct action and like that's probably some of the best action in the entire MCU. Um, just like the way that you you feel every hit and every move and it's really cool to look at. That like bus scene is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, and like the thing is like you would think there was a scene early in the second act end of the first act where like that's is in the teasers, it's in the trailers where you know it's coming. Um, and I was like thought it would be a lot longer, but I was actually really pleasantly surprised that it wasn't that long with all the cages and stuff. I was like really glad that wasn't like a major thing in the movie. Yeah. Um, and like the, the ending, I think the ending of this movie is, is rad. Uh, and I'm super excited about where we're going after this, but uh, Simo Liu is a phenomenal addition to the MCU. I love Shang-Chi and I can't wait to see more of that character. Bowman, what about you? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm probably a little bit, cooler on it than YouTube, but like I think it was good. I think it was a good movie. I think it did its job, which was get me excited to see this character return. Uh because I, I really like the character and I really like the villain and I really like the action. I had problems with the third act, 
and I had problems with uh, Aquafina. I I found Aquafina very hit or miss in this movie. I found a lot of the comedy hit or miss. There were some moments I found really really funny, and then others I was like, eh, okay. Um, but overall, I thought it was good. All right. Uh, yeah, Maggie has the hots for Tony Lung, so you know. he's great. She she yeah she's nodding at me right now. She goes. How old is he? Because is it weird that like I find him beautiful? And I was like, it's a good looking old older guy. I don't know, he's not that old. Uh, I thought, yeah, no, I thought he was fantastic. I didn't realize this was his first uh, American, American film. Uh, that's cool. He was really, really good in the movie. I don't know if I go as far as saying he's like the best MCU villain. I saw some people saying that. I'm like, I don't know about that, but he was top really five. Good. He's top tier. I would say yeah, he's definitely top tier. I'd have to like look at everything to like yeah. know where I place him if I would place him in the top five. But um, I really liked him. I thought he was really good. The whole family dynamic worked for me quite a bit. Um, but anyway, okay. So those are our favorites that we logged this week. Uh, let's move on to our least favorite movies we logged this week. Uh, Boatman, let's kick it off with you. This is actually tough because I did not watch a movie I would actually consider bad this week. So I'm going I'm going with a movie that I get why people think is bad, but I enjoy it. Chicken Little. Uh, Chicken Little is a movie I actually find very funny and very fun, but there are some... I get it. Buck Cluck is a terrible character. Uh, the animation sucks, uh, but I think a lot of the comedy does work. Uh, so, like, I, I get it. I get the hate for the movie. I find it fun and watching it as a, as a group was a very fun experience. Uh, but I understand why people consider it bottom tier Disney. I have a very special attachment to that movie because I watch that all the time and I very much do identify with the main character. Don't you hate Zach Braff? I do hate Zach Braff, but it's this weird contradiction where I don't hate that I. I think it's because I watched that movie before and knew who Zach Braff was. I hate Scrubs and I hate Garden State. That's the problem. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I like Chicken Little fine. Like, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I think it's a, you know, one little slip as a bop. Uh, but yeah. I'm trying to that movie slaps. Uh, but overall, I mean, I, it's fine. Uh, it would be better if it was live action, honestly. If it was live action, I'd like it a lot more. Uh, but overall, uh, I, I like the movie enough. Goho, uh, what about you? Uh, I, I really have a weird relationship with the movie Chicken Little. Uh, I've watched that movie a lot. My That is a top five Disney movie for my mom, who like loves that movie. Um, we watched it a lot. I can... I, I there's probably videos of it in Iowa, but I have quoted. I can quote the entire baseball scene line for line uh, because I think it is so funny. Uh, just um, I, I love a lot of things about Chicken Little, um, but I think it's a fine movie. Uh, it's like genuinely, unironically, I think it's a fine, pretty good movie. Uh, but I, completely ironically, I think it's the greatest thing ever made up there. This the shit movie. never happens in the movie. No, it no, does it does not. not. No, that version of Chicken Little never does that in the movie. Adam West sits in a chair like that in the movie. That that scene is dope. I, I will give you that one. Um, okay, Coho, least favorite movie you logged this week? 
I have not watched a bad movie this week, so I'm going to appease the wrath of the gods when I say Arrival is my least favorite movie I watched this week. Uh, I like it. It's a good film. Uh, Villeneuve makes movies that I am very okay with, uh, except for Prisoners, which I think is great. Uh, I like Amy Adams in it. Um, I got a little bored with it uh, at points. Uh, I think that Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams have a weird chemistry. Uh, but they're all right. Forrest Whitaker has, is doing a weird voice like the whole movie. Like he's not just, he's just not being Forrest Whitaker. Ooh, he's Forrest put like Whitaker an accent. doing a weird voice in a movie. I'm shocked. I, I mean, fair. Bro, but it's what? Like, I don't know why. I don't know why he makes that choice. It just feels weird. I don't know. And again, these are all nitpicks. Like I, I, I'm nitpicking a movie that is good. That is well-made. Uh, but yeah, like if I had to pick a movie this week that I thought was like my least favorite of the bunch, it's literally like a close tie between like Arrival and like License to Kill, which are two movies that I think are good that I liked. So like, I, it's like my worst of the bunch of like good movies. License to Kill slaps. Uh, slaps. Arrival is awesome. I love that movie. Um, there's not a Villeneuve movie that I don't like. Uh, Enemy. It's not for and- me. Enemy is awesome. Not for uh, me, but I get it. It's so good. Um, yeah, no, I really like Arrival. I haven't watched it in a long time. I've been meaning to. I think before Dune comes out, I'm going to do a Villeneuve watch uh, and kind of just like get back into him uh, because I I really love his movies um blade runner 2049 i know like i've talked about it on this show when we did the uh sequels that came 10 plus years later um i love 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 that movie um and prisoners is incredible great Uh, i like sicario more than most people i think sicario is really excellent and arrival is the same as well Um, i haven't seen anything pre um enemy uh so there's that there's probably ones I got to watch, but all of his stuff post enemy that I've seen, that's been kind of mainstream. I've, I've absolutely loved. I'm, I am so excited for Dune. It's like not even funny. Uh, that's, but that's why I watched the two was because dude's coming up and they're the two big, that Sicario were the two I hadn't seen. So I, Oh, he's you. very hit or miss for me as a director, but he's good. Uh, uh, did yeah, you, I, I did think... you like it more or less than chicken little coho? Uh, they are both three and a half stars on my letterbox. Oh my god. Okay. I think that Villeneuve is in so many ways like our modern day Stanley Kubrick. I think he consistently makes technologically like incredible films and like just has this really like filmmaking incredible mindset. At the same time, he has this kind of cold attitude that I think just the films just feel very like impersonal and that doesn't usually work for me in terms of like the, the filmmaking usually. And so I feel kind of the same way about Villeneuve that I do about Kubrick, which is I appreciate a lot of Kubrick films more than I like them. That being said, I think Arrival is Villeneuve's second best movie. I think Arrival's great. It's like, what if we did like a sci-fi disaster movie, but like it was all intellectual, right? It is very much 
like just from a, a linguistics perspectives and just it's like doing close encounters of the third kind but with more intensity and i think it's a really like brilliant film yeah no i agree um okay so we will move on uh my least favorite movie of the week uh you know guys talk about it a lot when you're studying for trivia you watch the movies that suck. Uh, which one are we gonna rant about today? Let's I find out. I can't say like why I'm studying, who I'm studying for, uh, but I will say that I've been on the Jimmy Bond train again. And uh, let me let me say this: Connery ain't that bad. Like, there's there's some gems in the Goldfinger slaps. Uh, From Russia with Love slaps. Great. Uh, Doctor No. Meh, fine. You only live twice. Little racist. Put some fun stuff in there. Um, you with me, Boatman? No. I'm just I I you only live twice is probably my least favorite. So I'm oh. like, well, so I'm just oh. saying like, overall, Connery is not that bad. Not true. Because then when you get to Roger Moore, I'm sorry. Okay, but... I thought you were about to pick a Connery movie. That's why no, I no, no, no. I'm sorry, but Live and Let Die is whatever. It's fine. Man with the Golden Gun, whatever. It's fine. Spy Who Loved Me, it's fine. But let me tell you that there's like three movies in a row. Actually, For Your Eyes Only is okay as well. But the run of Moonraker, Octopussy, and A View to a Kill makes me want to kill myself. Uh, the one that I'm picking, I'm actually going to pick Octopussy because Moonraker at least, at the very least, has some jokes that I'm like, ha! He's attempting re-entry, sir. That's a sex joke. I get it. Uh, but there's just like, Octopussy has like no redeeming value to me at all. All the characters are stupid. They're in the circus for half the movie. Uh, there's this Fabergé egg. Uh, it's so fucking dumb. I can't stand it. They're all bad, but like this one, I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I can't fucking stand it. It, it annoyed the shit out of me uh, the whole time I was watching it. Luckily, I'm now onto Dalton, so I'm onto better and beautiful more beautiful pastures but uh yeah no i oof octopusy but any of those three moonraker octopusy view to a kill uh christopher walken and view to a kill is an awful bond villain but yeah go ahead boatman i'll be honest i don't hate octopusy i get why people do i just my thing with bond is i despise boring bond more than i despise like weird bond and i think like the circus atmosphere is just weird enough that it was able to like keep my attention so i and i actually do like the title character i think she's like actually kind of this interesting idea uh but i get it it's not great um i i think of the three you watch moonraker i just despise moonraker moonraker i think is just boring and stupid um video kill is fun because walking but that's it uh, I well, walking is fun. It's so bad. I watched it today, and it's it's so bad. I think uh, that movie is bad. Walken knows exactly what movie he is in, and he's having a good time. Coho, have you seen any of these? Roger Moore is the worst Bond. 
And he has made one of those Bond films that would sniff my top 10 Bonds. Octopussy, I've seen once. I was a lot, a little bit younger than I was now. Uh, and I have had never had the desire to do anything more than wiki study that movie. Uh, so, yeah, Octopussy is bad. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen most of the more era films. So. All right. Uh, so, we will move on. Uh, a movie that we added to our watch list that we are excited about. Uh, anybody got anything they want to throw into the ring? Uh, I got to load my thing. Um I think Letterbox is down right now. Oh, that's a bummer because I don't remember what's in my watch list. Uh, you know what? I do remember one. One that I threw in was one called L.A. Story. Uh, it's a Steve Martin movie from the early 90s uh, that sounds really sweet and like a fun 90s sort of romantic comedy. And I like Steve Martin. So, like, right, I'm currently right now, like, in the process of, like, my unwinder show is his show on Hulu right now called Only Murders in the Building. Uh, and he's and he's fantastic in that, and I think that's what spurred me to be like, I want to watch a Steve Martin movie, and I added L.A. Story to my uh, watch list, so that's why I'm excited to watch. Uh, for me, I'll go with uh, Seven Psychopaths. Uh, haven't seen this yet, but I bought it on Blu-ray. Really excited to watch it. I've heard really really good things. Uh, so another walk-in. There you go. Hopefully, better. and Sam Rockwell, Christopher yeah, Walken, and Sam Rockwell in the same movie. It's uh, it, it, isn't that Mc, McDonough did that? McDonough's yeah. second one, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that one. Uh, Boatman, what about you? Uh, yeah, uh, I uh, I'll pick, I can't access my watch right now, but I'll just pick one. I, I've heard great things about Cyrano, the upcoming Peter Dinklage musical. I love uh, the original. Cyrano de, Berger, Cyrano de Bergerac from 1950, and I love that character. Uh, so I am super excited because uh, apparently Cyrano is great and Dinklage is probably going to get nominated, and I am super excited to see how that's going to turn out. All right. Cool beans. All right, well, let's move on to the main part of the show. Uh, we're talking about thrillers, uh, our favorites that we want to add uh, to the list uh gonna be interesting there's a lot of ways you could go with this one um many different movies that come up uh so let's get started um i'll go first this is like more of like a draw like i don't know fincher's made a lot of thrillers so i'm calling this a thriller i i think it's a thriller i'm going with gone girl um gone girl is one of the more recent thriller movies that i've Really, really attached to, really like watching. Um, I think Ben Affleck is fantastic in this movie. Rosamund Pike, really, really good. The only down spot to me, honestly, is Neil Patrick Harris. I think is not great in the movie, but I think that's okay. Uh, Carrie Coon, really, really good in the movie as well. I just really enjoy um, the mystery of the movie, and I, I like the turn when you actually know what's happening and you get the um i don't want to spoil it in case anybody hasn't seen it i think most people have but if you haven't i don't want to spoil it but um there's there's like a turn at one point like halfway through the movie um that i think is just excellent and fincher is so i mean like he's fincher he's he's great and he does such a good job at like handling the like double story uh and having it collide at the end so Gone Girl is my first pick. 
Bowman, what do you think about Gone Girl? Uh, Gone Girl, uh, I think is, uh, I uh, have, I'll admit, I've only seen like, I've probably seen the entire movie, but I've never seen it all in one go. But I remember liking what I've seen. It's one I've been meaning to like give a full rewatch. Uh, but I think Fincher's like one of the great thriller directors. If Villeneuve is like the new Kubrick, I almost view Fincher as kind of like the new Hitchcock in some ways. Uh, Coho, what about you? Uh, Gone Girl's good. Um, I don't, I'm not as high on it as everyone else, but I, I think it's like Fincher doesn't make bad movies. Like I haven't seen really many any. I haven't seen Alien Three, so I can't say it's like I Fincher doesn't make bad movies. But like he hasn't made a bad movie that I've seen. Um, I probably would have leaned towards a different Fincher thriller uh, that I really love, but Gone Girl's pretty good. It's almost like you'll be able to pick one for yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm foreshadowing my pick. Bowman, what's your first pick? Uh, I'm going to pick a movie. I don't know if I've talked about really anywhere, but I love this movie. I I think it was, I did talk about it on my top 100, but that's, I think the only place I've talked about it. Uh, Nightcrawler. I think Nightcrawler, uh, is like one of the great, like movies of the last, uh, decade of the 2010s. I think that Hall's performance is just it hits that uncanny valley that is just so uncomfortable. Just the the tempo of his voice and the way he talks is just so jarring. Uh, and I think this movie says a lot about like where we are with journalism and, and different things with ethics and journalism and all these different factoids. And I, I think it's just a fascinating film with a lot of different dynamics. It has... I, I think it, it has this uh, – I love the way uh, L.A. is represented in this movie. Just this kind of seedy sheen, right? Like versus Taxi Driver, which makes L.A. look very grimy. Like Nightcrawler's more like it has this clean sheen to it, but it still has that like seedy feel to it that, that really works. Um Renee Russo actually, I think, really underrated in this movie. She's fantastic. Bill Paxton also, Andrew's on it. Whole cast is like great. And I just seeing this already unhinged character just basically just stop pretending is what it is. And it's great. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the first episode of the show. I don't think you were there, but which I was not. Yeah, it was the the um movie anti-heroes uh yeah. we talked about this um i love this movie uh fun fact this and gone girl released about three weeks yeah. apart in october of 2014 so good times um yeah i saw this in the theater um i remember the first time i saw it i loved it so much the next day uh maggie and i took a trip and we went to a theater and i said we're gonna see nightcrawler you're gonna love it and the movie ended and she was like he was kind of a bad person. And I was like, yes, we'd been dating for like four months and she hadn't like, you know, really filmed yet. Right, Maggie? You weren't a film person yet. But anyway, uh, love Nightcrawler. I think it's great. Um, the The ending of this movie is just like 
blah, it's insane. Uh, Riz Ahmed is so good in this movie too, in his uh, limited time. But yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, this was like I've. I don't want to get on a whole Oscars thing because like co-host here, but uh, I don't know if I've ever been as mad at the Academy as I was when he wasn't nominated. Not only should he have been nominated, he should have won. Uh, and he wasn't even nominated. Um, Eddie Redmayne fucking won. And I'm sorry, but like, he's good in that movie, but sweet mercy. Um, and even if it wasn't Eddie Redmayne, give it to Keaton. I'm sorry. Blah. Anyway, Nightcrawler is fucking great. It's so good. Uh, too bad Dan Gilroy has yet to make another good movie. Uh, so, uh, Coho. Uh, yeah, to piggyback on your Oscars thing, it's fucking sham that this movie was nominated for writing alone. Because uh, that script is fantastic. Uh, completely deserved nomination. But Hall's great. It's one of the best movies of 2014. Robert Elswit should have been nominated for Best Cinematography because I think that movie looks beautiful. Um, Boat was completely right. But, like, the thing is, like, it, L.A. looks pretty. And everything you see in the movie is not pretty. And that's, like, so, but everything looks like it's supposed to be this gorgeous painting. And that's such an unsettling feeling that is, like, a quality of this movie. Um, fantastic. Uh, and, yes, Dan Gilroy needs to make a good movie because Roman J. Israel Esquire is fine and Velvet Buzzsaw is terrible. Um, Velvet Buzzsaw was bad. Velvet Buzzsaw is terrible. Yeah, I, I was really looking forward to that one and I was Boy. I was really bummed when that came out. Um, Dude, something ha- that thing that happens in the middle of the second act that happens, I was like, yep, I'm out of this movie. Done. This is too weird. I'm yeah, out. not a fan. Uh, all right, Coho, what's your first pick? My first pick is a very Coho pick. Uh, I am going to be taking us back to the year 2018 to a little film by a guy named Drew Goddard called Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, it is a movie that I, whenever I come back to it, I fall in love with it all over again. Um, I, I get the descriptions of it being like Tarantino light, but even then I think it distinguishes its, itself from that title a lot. I think that um, that entire motel, that they, that whole set that they build is so fascinatingly intricate uh and such a cool setting um i'm a big fan of the put a group of strangers in the middle of a desolate location and let them just go nuts movie uh like i love identity i love and then there were none which is my favorite book of all time so like i love those kind of stories so to take this cast of characters and this cast of actors to take Jeff Bridges and Cynthia Erivo and Dakota Johnson and Chris Hemsworth and Lewis Pullman and throw them in the middle of nowhere with John Hamm. Uh, and it's just nuts. Um, I think that Jeff Bridges and Cynthia Erivo are astonishingly good. Uh, Lewis Pullman does not get enough credit uh, for his part as the, as the, as the bell hop. Um, I think that he, he, especially up towards the end of the movie gives like a really, really deep performance. Um, it's fa- it's fantastic. I think that it, it it's one of those movies that like I loved watching every twist and turn that happened had me on the edge of my seat. I had no idea what was going to happen, and like the scene where they are hammering the floorboards uh, is one of the most intense scenes I've ever experienced in movie theater. I love Bad Times at the Opera. Yeah, this movie is really good. We've we've talked about it on this show before. I'm trying to find. Bowman, do you remember what episode it was where Kirk like kind of went? Was it crime movies, maybe? Where Kirk talked about it? Um, 
I'm looking. Yeah, up. yeah, it was. It was crime. It was crime movies where I was shocked at how much Kirk enjoyed. Uh, the he movie. loves this movie. the way that he talked about it made me like it even more. If I'm being completely honest, um, yeah, it, this movie is really, really good. I've only seen it twice. Um, we saw it in the theater the day it came out, and um, I remember thinking it was really impressive, um, but that it was just long, and that like that that was my thing in the theater. And I think it was actually we did a double feature, and it was like our second movie, so um, we started it pretty late. I think that was part of the issue as well. But um, I bought it on Blu-ray about a year ago, or like early pandemic. Who knows what time is? Um, but we watched it during the uh, quarantine. And I liked it better the second time. I thought it's it's a really, really great movie. It's still like a four star for me, but I I really, really like it. And Drew Goddard is becoming one of my favorite writer directors. Um he's two for two in, in a big way because um yeah. Cabin in the Woods is really, really good. I actually just rewatched that last Halloween. Um, so I think I like bad times more. Um, so I'm super excited to see what he will do next because also wrote the Martian. So he's yeah, no, I, I, I was going to say that oh, because like, it's so it's no, it's no, you're just, you're fine. It was just like, it's such a weird thing that like, I remember like seeing that he wrote that, that he was supposed to do that whole like sinister six thing for Sony yeah. that, that never happened. But, uh, Boatman, yes. uh, your take on bad times. Uh, yeah, I'll, I've only seen this movie once. Uh, I really liked it, though. Uh, I want to give it another go around. Uh, but I remember really uh, liking uh, Bridges and really uh, liking uh, Dakota Johnson in this movie. I think Dakota Johnson, like, actually, like, that was because I hadn't seen, like, a lot from Dakota Johnson. But I was like, oh, she can she can act. That's that's nice. Um, yeah, that's nice. Apparently, yeah. he also wrote Cloverfield, the first Cloverfield. I, I think he did. Yeah, no, I'm on his IMDb. He did. I, I oh, did not yeah. know that. Wow. And apparently, but he yeah. also wrote World War Z. So I'm sorry, but I think it's a fire. really cool. I think it's a really cool dynamic. I'll be honest. I don't love the direction it takes when Chris Hemsworth character shows up, but I also want to give this movie another go through because I, I might get more now that I know where it's going. I love Chris Hemsworth in this movie. He's so. Weird. I think he is good. I don't let. We can. I, yeah. I don't okay. love the direction it goes. I I'm saying I don't want to take up more time. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right, uh, I'll go next uh, for my next pick. Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, generic uh, Tim choice as I uh, type it out. What do you think is the generic? Tim thriller choice. Bobin, I need to know: Did Scorsese make any thrillers that we would classify as thrillers? It's definitely a Scorsese. Scorsese is going to call Taxi Driver thriller, which like fair. I, I would assume Taxi Driver is a thriller. That's probably a good choice. I don't think he's going to pick Taxi Driver though. If he's calling The Departed a thriller, like I okay, I don't. Would know. you call The Irish a thriller? It is Shutter Island. Five. Ah. Oh, Maggie gets five points for Gryffindor. Uh. Yeah, Shutter Island. Um, not a lot of points. No, it's not in the grand scheme of things, but she got it. Uh, she went like this and looked back at me to tell it's me. Like Snake takes 10 points away from Gryffindor if they look at him wrong during breakfast. That's <laughs> accurate. Um, no, I love this movie. This is actually, um, me and Cody were talking about this 
a few weeks ago about what our first Scorsese movie was. And I, re- I feel like I remember telling him that it was The Departed because that's the first one I can remember seeing. But now thinking back on it, I think it was Shutter Island. And I just, I didn't know it was a Scorsese movie. I just, oh, it, I saw the trailer. They marketed it as like a horror movie. And I was like 15 and I was like, a horror movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. And then I went to see it and I was like, so that was a thing. Um, and it's one of those movies that genuinely like people watch it and they're like, okay, yeah, like it's lower tier Scorsese. But if you go back and rewatch this movie, it is so, so good. It enhances every time you watch it. You pick up on things every single time. Um, Mark Ruffalo is so good in this movie. Ben Kingsley is so good in this movie. Max von Sydow is fantastic. Um, Scorsese does such a good job of, like I said, when you go back and rewatch the movie, the things that you like know now, having seen the whole movie, work so well. And Cody and I talk about this a lot because we gush over Scorsese often, but... Again, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a scene at the end of the movie, the final scene of the movie, where something happens and Ruffalo looks over to somebody and just kind of shakes his head. And it just like it kills me every single time. Um, And you get to interpret the ending and kind of what uh, actually is happening. And I like that. I have my ideas of what is happening. And I think other people have their other opinions. It's it's great uh this movie's so good um coho have you seen this oh yeah um i i saw this one i can't remember if i watched this for studying for our match or if i watched it a little bit before um but i uh i liked it i remember watching it and going this feels very much not like a movie scorsese would make uh this just doesn't have that scorsese feel to it for me it feels a lot like scorsese's making a fincher movie which i think fincher was supposed to make this movie and then he didn't um, but Scorsese does a great job directing this movie. It is very, very, uh, entertaining, uh, all the way through. Um, it kept me engaged. I think Ruffalo is the standout for me. I think like, yeah, DiCaprio is great, but like Ruffalo, I, I, I'm a big Mark Ruffalo guy. So I think he's like really good. Um, but, and Michelle Williams, we don't talk about a lot yeah. for this, but she is outstanding. Uh, and she's not in it very much, but she's incredible in every scene you see her in. Um, I think this is like one of those where like the twists and turns I wouldn't necessarily say are like unpredictable all the way through, but there are, there are twists and turns it takes where I completely lost track of where we were going. Cause I didn't expect the twist to happen here or the twist to happen there. Uh, so it was a really fun ride and I would, I am going to rewatch it cause I, I want to see it again and see what it's like now that I know everything that happens. Uh, yeah. so, fantastic. There, there is a twist about halfway through the movie that you're like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. this completely changes everything. And then you get to the ending and you're like, oh, shit, this completely <laughs> changes everything. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, it, it's so good. Uh, Boatman, what about you? Uh, yeah, uh, I think that I've only seen Shutter Island once, uh, but I really liked it when I saw it. Uh, I think that the the twists are really interesting. Uh, that's like kind of been my main takeaway from the movie because honestly, I don't remember too much 
besides the twist, but I remember really liking it. I had, don't think I've seen it since I was like 16 and like that was like when I was doing like my first Scorsese run and it was great because I was watching like The Departed, Taxi Driver, King of Comedy, Casino, uh, Goodfellas, like all the all the top tier Scorsese. And that did you just call cool. Casino top tier? We'll disagree on that one. For Scorsese, he's mid tier. For another director, he'd be higher tier. That's uh, I don't like Casino. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, go. you're. You don't have an attention span to handle casino. That is not true because I love the Irish right now. Fair. Uh, Bowman, your next pick. Uh, you like the Irish when we watch it in bits and pieces in Milwaukee. Anyway, uh, my next pick, I will take. You know what? I'll go for a bit of an older thriller that I just find really uh, interesting. I'm going with 1944's Gaslight. Uh, this film is, and the, the play it's based on is where the term gaslighting comes from. And the main premise of the movie is that there's a woman whose husband may or may not be making her crazy. Um, and, or making her think she's crazy. And it's really fascinating how everything like happens. And Ingrid Bergman is the lead. She's incredible in this. She she is doing a great job. A young Angela Lansbury in this, and she is in this, and she's great. Charles Boyer is um, they're her husband, and he is very charming in like the the sleazy way of that time. So like he works perfectly. The film is just excellent. Um, it was based on a play, but it does not feel like a play. It's got very Hitchcockian angles. Um, it's the most Hitchcock movie Hitchcock never made. Um, it, it feels very Hitchcockian, and there's a lot of like just interesting things, like with the with the chandelier and everything. Like it's it's a fantastic film. All right, uh, I have not seen this. I've never even heard of this, but um, I'm in. Sounds cool. Coho, uh, what about you? I bought it when it was on sale. And I still have yet to watch this movie. Um, but I have been meaning to. All right. Fair enough. Coho, uh, you're next person. I'm going to go for an oddball pick. One that I think is super recent, but super forgotten. Um, and it's also basically a horror slash thriller. Uh, Brightburn from 2019 uh, is one that uh, I think deserves a little bit more credit than it got. Because... Uh, yeah, I get it. It's what if Superman was evil? We've seen it a million times. This one's like, what if Superman was evil as a child and like killed people? And it's like, but like goes crazy and starts killing people, which is like kind of really cool. Um, and I think like I had a lot of fun with it in the theater. Um, I have seen it since and I like it even more then. It is one of those thrillers where like I feel every ounce of action that's happening and I'm like wincing and I'm like invested. Um, like Superman is my favorite superhero. I typically hate let's make him dark and edgy, but I think like this version that they did was so much like, this is like clearly like we're doing the idea of the Superman character, but it's not Superman. So I don't have an issue with it. Um, and I think it's really fun. It's like a fun kind of thriller. Uh, James Gunn produced it. Uh, so he didn't really have like a directorial hand in it, but I think like his presence is felt, um, especially with the post credit scene. Um, but I think Brightburn is a very fun thriller that deserves more attention. 
than it got. Um, yeah. This movie, I would have never thought of this as a thriller. Um, I guess maybe it qualifies. I'm not going to say it doesn't because that's part of the show. If you bring it up, it's on the list. But, uh, yeah, I would rather see what comes next than what we got in the movie. Um, the movies, like, if I remember correctly, because I, I saw it in the theater and that was it. I haven't really felt the need to go back to it. Um, was only like 90, 85, 90 minutes long. It's short. It's very short. Um, and I, I, I wish the this movie would have been like the first 20 minutes of this movie. And then that we get like him actually like like yeah. the, post, the post credit stuff, the stuff that's in the credits of the movie where you see him like really fucking shit up. Like I would have liked that to have been the movie. That being said, um, I remember thinking Elizabeth Banks was good in the movie. Yeah. Um, the dude from the office that plays her husband, whose name I cannot remember. He's also in 13 hours. Um, no, not no, 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 no. Uh, the fucking, uh, I'm, who does he play in the office? Roy. Oh, okay. I don't know that actor's name. But yeah, he's he's the husband. Um, I thought he was good in the movie. Again, this was one that I was really looking forward to. Like the premise, I was on board. Um, and it had the R rating. So I was expecting like some super gruesome shit. And it just, like, again, I didn't hate the movie. I would see another one. I definitely would. If they did a sequel, I would definitely watch it. Because I think there's a lot of interesting things you could do. You could int- introduce... Uh, hero like character that's also like a douche but like you know put him up against this kid um so overall i enjoyed it don't really have much interest to go back to it but i I would watch another one boatman did you ever see this i never saw it i kind of wanted to when the trailers came out and then i heard it was eh. fair enough i like it yeah it's good um okay so I'm going to go for another uh, very standard uh, run-of-the-mill pick. But that's because I'm a punk bitch. And uh, I am going with the uh, classic, classic film, as I type it out. Um, I am going with... Departed. Oh, sorry. No, I'm going with the uh, very uh, classic uh, Teletubbies film. Um in this film, the Teletubbies have to face the giant sun. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going with the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, it's 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 a basic pick, but honestly, the movie holds up so well. Um, Maggie and I watched this about, I don't know, six months ago, like right before we moved. Um, and I really liked it again. Like I hadn't seen it in such a long time. It was one of those movies where uh, every time I rated a movie four stars, Cody Newberry would message me and be like, hmm, you like that movie as much as Silence of the Lambs, huh? Interesting. And then I rewatched Silence of the Lambs and was like, okay, it's kind of perfect. So um, I wish that the following movies would have done this one a bit more justice. I don't think Hannibal is all that great, uh, but I really liked this movie a lot uh hopkins is so good in it um the whole mystery like crime aspect of it i really really like i love crime movies in general we've talked about that a million times but um i don't know if i go as far as saying because i I, like cody's in the chat so he'll he'll probably bring it up but the of of saying like this is the best male performance of all time 
I don't know if I go that far, but I also don't know what else I would give it to. But you can't deny that Hopkins is on a whole nother level here in this movie. He is so good. And I think that's why I don't like the sequels as much. Um, you put him in the forefront. Like, it, he's still good, but it's never as good as when he's there in the character, in the role that he is in Silence of the Lambs. So, um, really like this movie. I'm glad I rewatched it, and I'm glad that uh, it's now, like, kind of up there and one of my favorites because otherwise I would have lost a friend. So, uh, Boatman, <laughs> what do you think about this movie? Uh, yeah, I uh, really like Silence of the Lambs. I think uh, both Foster and Hopkins are incredible, but Ted Levine does not get enough credit for being really good as Buffalo Bill. Um, I think that uh, it's a movie I want to give uh, a rewatch because I remember like really liking it first time watching, but I've, I've honestly only seen it once and a little bit of it has like, I remember like the big things, but I don't really remember the, the minutia of it. And that's usually like what actually makes the movie. So I, I want to give this another go sometime soon. Koho, what about you? I spent my childhood with my mom growing up watching a TV program called Monk, uh, where there is a character named Captain Leland Stottlemyre, played by Ted Levine, and he became my like a TV dad uh, icon to me. And then when I uh, watched Silence of the Lambs, I was uh, absolutely fucking blown away uh, and uh, traumatized by his performance as Buffalo Bill. Uh, but this movie is uh, fantastic. It's great. I love Jonathan Demme's direction. Um, I think Jonathan Demme's just like a really great director. Because uh, then literally right after this makes Philadelphia, a movie that I also really love. So uh, Anthony Hopkins is outstanding. Um, like objectively, I would say is the best best actor winner. Um, I think he's his performance is an all timer. Um, I think he's incredible. Jodie Foster is really good. Levine's great. Um, but yeah, I think this movie is really good, and I enjoy everything I see. But I like really love every time that Lecter's on screen. Every time that Le like Lecter's involved is when the movie is like firing in all cylinders, where I'm like completely engaged. Which like I get is probably why all the sequels are about him, and I would probably yeah. find all of them at least mildly entertaining because of it. But <laughs> the Silence of the Lambs is like is, is great because he's in it so little. Hannibal is not a bad movie. It's just it's two and a half hours long. It has no business being that long, Fair. and it's just it's it's fine. It's Ridley right. Scott. He does a good job. Um, Red Dragon also isn't that bad. It's a prequel. It's a remake of Manhunter. And so I love Manhunter. So to see that story with Hopkins is really great. It's just, it never lives up to this movie. Uh, they, they I never also win. have to give a shout out to Mads Mikkelsen. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the show is fine, but he's great. Um, and I'm sure... It, I've heard good things. Oh, the show's like, it's good. But like Mads Mikkelsen's like the reason you watch the show. Cause he's, he, I'm, I'm sure Hopkins would watch him and be proud. He's, he's the reason to do anything. I want him to be my dad. I love Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> like, I call, I call him dad's Mikkelsen on the chat all the time. <laughs> um, if you put your phone down, the whole movie is perfect. It is a perfect movie, but I'm just saying the moments that I love the most are when Lecter's involved. Uh, all right. Uh, Bowman, your next pick. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to... I feel like there are going to be arguments that this movie isn't a thriller because it's a weird genre combination that I like to call the comedy thriller. They don't make a lot of them. 
Um, but I consider if you don't watch this movie with a high level of anxiety, I don't believe that you are a human. Uh, I'm going with Martin Scorsese's After Hours. Oh, I would. I'm, I'm with you. That this movie is such a everything that can go wrong will go wrong movie. It is Murphy's Law just put to film. It's just this guy who just wants to like go on a date with this nice girl. And then everything just goes wrong. It's hilarious how it goes wrong, but you're also panicking for this guy. Cause he he's not a bad guy. He's just making like one or two simple mistakes that just completely go out of proportion, get completely worse. This is one of my favorite Scorsese movies. This is like top four Scorsese for me. It's incredible. Like it it has like the seedy New York feel of like a taxi driver, but with like a little bit more sheen and a little bit more like tongue in cheek that like King of Comedy had. It's kind of a cross between those two New Yorks. Uh, this movie is just super funny and it's super well made and it it is the most panicked you will ever be laughing and the best time you will ever have panicked. Uh, yeah, this movie's great. Um, I've only seen it once. Um, you watch it, buddy. But it's great. Uh, I I saw well, I saw it for the first time like two years ago. Um, it was one of the. It was like that. Uh, Kundun and Bringing Out the Dead were like the only ones I hadn't seen, so I watched those. Um, but yeah, no, this movie is incredible. I loved it. Um, it's also one of Scorsese's shortest movies. Um, so if you're always afraid of like getting into Scorsese because most of his movies are like two and a half, three hours. Um, this is like a 90 minute movie and it's fantastic. Nobody does New York better than Scorsese at this movie. Uh, you just, you just feel it from beginning to end. It, it, it's so good. The, the hijinks that ensue. Uh, I agree with Boatman. I was worried when you were pitching, but you're 100% right. You are anxious the entire time you're watching this movie. Uh, that's a fact. Coho, uh, have you seen this? I have not, but I think any movie that's ge- like general main scene is a man asking a woman out is a thriller to Caleb Bowman. Um, so not shocked. Uh, but uh, I, it's one that I, I, I need to watch. Uh, I was going to give that girl my number and then she left. You were a witness. You said you gave me a pass on that. That is, that's fair. Uh, do another shot. They just mentioned that they were in, uh, they were together again. Y'all are gonna be wasted if you're playing that drinking game. Uh, Cody's here. Hi, Cody. Well, Did you know that they were in Iowa together? It's great times had by all, and I still want to understand why they chose movies the way they did because that's the most fucked up viewing party I've ever seen in my life. Good time. Um, uh, so unfortunately, uh, Coho, normally we would, uh, offer you another slot right now but uh cody's here so we have two spots left for the list so cody's gonna give us a a movie now to add to the list instead of oh that's fair um uh okay so i wasn't prepared and i haven't been watching the full time so i don't know what you brought up yet so oh that's that's even more terrifying and then letterbox also down so yeah we've already gone off my itunes this is what we've brought up so far. 
Okay. Bond Girl, Nightcrawler, Bad Times at the El Royale, Shutter Island, Gaslight, Brightburn, Silence of the Lambs, and After Hours. Okay. Um, so give me one second. Um, by the way, I haven't seen After Hours. It's the one Scorsese I haven't seen. I've been dying to see it, but I always just like, eh, something else. Um, also, I believe that the uh, people in why well, I'm, I'm stalling to find yeah you're good. List, you know um, I also believe that the uh, people in Iowa uh, cannot uh, bend to Caleb Coho's every will and whim and he is uh, like his Red Robins because there was too many uh, Coho's favorite movies picked during that week. Um, I'll say this right now: I picked Cars and Cars only. Uh, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I didn't pick it. I didn't even suggest it. That's a trash. I didn't oh, suggest it. Out. Uh, can I you give me the list it. one more time? Yes. Uh, Gone Girl, Nightcrawler, okay. Bad Times, Shutter Island, Gaslight, Brightburn, Silence of the Lambs, After Hours. Okay. So the first one I'm going to pick is one that has flew up my list. Um, I think it's absolutely – I don't know why I was sleeping on this movie for so long, um, but it's seven. Um. I think Seven is at, really close to like one of those movies that is just like haunting throughout the entire movie. Um, it's it's like I've said this before. Fincher's movies, I feel like he's bored on film sets because everything just falls into place for him. Even if you don't like his films, like even Alien Three, which I don't think he ever should have accepted, but like everything, even Panic Room, all the way to the game, everything just falls into place perfectly, and it's. Maybe not your favorite movie, but it works. Uh, seven, I always thought Brad Pitt was a whiny little bitch in the entire movie, but I was so wrong with it. Um, because, like, him and Morgan Freeman, that play off each other, and the he sh who shall not be named, I think gives a fantastic uh, on-screen performance for four minutes and 33 seconds of when he's actually on screen. He's uh, he's not that movie much at all at the end, but that it has one of the most iconic scenes, but I think just like the little, I'm a true crime nut. So just the little setups of every little crime scene of where he's doing it. Also, I think that just like of a true crime setting is so creepy. Like of the seven deadly sins that you pretty much act them out with, like that's like saw that jigsaw is not even that good. Like jigsaw has no nothing on John Doe. So uh, I think seven is it gets your heart pumping. It's just it yeah it definitely is a one of those thrillers that has burst onto my top one hundred. Yeah, I've only seen this once. Um, I saw it I don't know probably like six five six years ago. I had never seen it, uh, and I really liked it. I liked it a lot, but. It's one of those, uh, like another movie that Cody uh, from the 90s that Cody often yells at me about. It, it's, it's like Pulp Fiction. I've seen it once. Uh, I haven't rewatched it. I know if I rewatched it, I would like it a lot. I just haven't gotten there yet. Um, especially Seven, because uh, like Cody, I love true crime and crime movies and uh cop stories and stuff like this and murder mysteries so like this movie's right up my alley um i know maggie 
loves this movie. I remember the first time she watched it, she called me and was like, that shit was amazing. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. So, uh, and Maggie rarely just throws out five stars like Coho. So, uh, you know that it's, it's, it's good if Maggie throws a five star on it. So, uh, yeah, I really like seven, but like I said, I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, Coho, what about you? Uh, it's very good. Um, I think the, the, the chase through the hallway is like one of the most intense scenes for me, just cause I was like, just catch the guy, just catch the guy. You see him, he's right there. And it's like, really, I think that was really fun. The ending's great. I, I think that, yeah, every performance in this rocks. Um, I liked a lot. It's, I watched it, I think end of 2019. So it's been a minute since I've watched it and I probably owe it a rewatch, but I think Fincher, I think Fincher's the king of the modern thriller and every movie he's made. That is a thriller system. It's just been like great. So, I was on the edge of my seat for the entire. I think the community should pick a movie for Coho every time he watched Hamilton. Something that he should have watched maybe a second time. I think it might be a good show. I'll do it. Bet. Bowman Seven. Yay or nay? I like Seven. I think Seven is a really well done uh, thriller. I think the Fincher just has this like that movie was not supposed to like be raining uh but like they didn't intend but like the rain um makes so much of that atmosphere um and i think like fincher was able to use that and that almost like kind of colored his whole aesthetic a little bit and i think that the dynamic between somerset and mills could so easily be like this like basic buddy cop dynamic but Freeman and Pitt just really work something out of it there. And just the way the the crimes are put out. And then just that one word, detective, I think just flips everything on its head. And will always, the way that is said, will always just ring in my head. Yeah. Remember when, like, people thought Brad Pitt, like, didn't have it anymore and he was just like a pretty boy and like he couldn't really act and everything 1995 changed that my god no i'm talking about like mid 2000 oh. like mr and mrs smith people were like ah oh, well he's old troy when you do troy people start questioning stuff yeah, troy's not terrible it's not but like it's the prettiest sword and sandal movie you've ever seen in your life these people should not be fighting they should be acting in the drum I just have a problem with somebody who can be taken down by getting shot in the ankle. That that's that's a that's, that's a the whole thing. I, of I, I will the whole We completely understand that it's still ridiculous. Oh, it's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> one of the dumbest of legends. <laughs> All right. Uh, Am I picking one more? Yeah, you can somebody? pick one more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this last one. Um, I think the best thing about a thriller is when nothing else, like no jump scare, nothing's happening, but your heart starts racing. No movie has ever done this for me, and I've never went back to this movie because of this feeling that I've had of a car pulling back into the driveway and a person trying to get back into bed before this person finds them out, and this is 1990s Misery with Kathy Bates. I... Um, I love Kathy Bates as an actress. I think she's absolutely incredible. Just watch the Titanic. If you hate that movie, you're you're wrong. Titanic is great. It's a great film. Um, but to watch that, the tension of how serious she takes 
taking this writer that's created the stories for him, for her, and the the world that she's created. It kind of reminds me of like people with Star Wars, like this is how the Star Wars movie should have went. If they would have put Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson would have been in the bed and the other people would have been <laughs> with a clobbering his foot. Like that's how I feel some of these people. Maybe Rizzy would never we'll go read his review. Um, but I think like how Kathy Bates goes, no, that's not how it worked, and like leaves and what like, he's trying to get out and like moves around after she's already, which is one of the grossest scenes in film history. That hobbling scene is one of like I've never seen this movie more than once, but I could tell you shot for shot how this movie is because how my blood and when he gets out of the bed and crawling around on the floor and she pulls into that drive. The panic that sets over on me is something I've never seen in film before, like that I've experienced in film like that. And it's all because of these two performances inside this film. He doesn't realize how fucked he is until he is laid up in that house. And it's crazy. Like, if you haven't seen Misery, I highly recommend it. It may be a one time watch for you, but it's, cr- it's crazy. Um, so I've never seen this movie. Uh, I've been told that I would love it. Um, it is getting released on 4K soon. Ooh, maybe this is the reason that I and hobbly in 4K. Uh, (laughs) Maybe this is the reason I finally pick it up. Uh, but no, I've heard incredible things. Um, I've wanted to watch it. Um, but it's it's one of those movies where everybody's told me like. Yeah, you're gonna like this. It's really good, and I just have never found the time. Um, is it streaming somewhere? Oh, I'm Maybe not this sure. will be my first post match watch. I know it was like on Cinemax at one point, but let me see. Anyway, uh, Bowman, what do you think? I'll come back. Uh, I think this this movie is incredible. I have only seen it once for the same reason Cody has. That is an exhausting watch. Like that is panic inducing. But Kathy Bates is incredible in this movie. Uh, I think, well, obviously the scenes where she's like going crazy, she's incredible. I think she's almost scarier when she's not being scary. When she's just being friendly, that character is, there's just something unnerving about her and you know she can just snap at any second. That's the scariest like moment of all i also want to shout out richard farnsworth plays the sheriff uh he is has this really folksy charm to him that like kind of gives the movie some nice levity um and james Kahn for not being able to really move for most of the movie is giving an incredible performance Wait, in the director, I didn't even Rob Reiner. That's what I was yeah. about to say. It's never it's something completely out of left field for him to direct. And he does so like his run, like people talk from, about at, like directing runs to 92. That run is unstoppable. Because he it's is literally Friday when Harry met Sally, misery, a few good men. That's an unstoppable run of five. Yeah, he hit and he hit in different. He was like, he was really on a Billy Wilder like run of jumping genres and hitting on everyone. And then he made North, and it was the movie. And Siskel and Ebert destroyed that movie, and it killed Rob Reiner's career. Yeah. Yikes. 
Coho, uh, have you seen Misery? I have not, but I've seen one scene from Misery before that is horrifying, uh, and I I am sure that I would enjoy this movie, um, and I would probably have like severe anxiety during the entire movie. Uh, so I, I've been meaning to get to it, but it's not necessarily a movie that's like a pleasant movie that I'm trying to get to, but I'll get there at some point. Um, but also Rob Reiner made The American President in 1995, and that movie's underrated and really fun. Anyway. Oh, that's good. All right. Uh, so those are our movies. Uh, we're going to move on uh, to uh, the final thing for the night. We're going to talk about the, uh, the new movie of the month. Um, we have Midnight Run is the movie of the month for September. Calm down, Bowman. What? Breathe. Breathe, Bowman. What? You were really pulling for this one to win. And I'm proud of you. Good job. Thank you. You, you went like this the moment. It... So just like. Just... No, that that wasn't. I'll tell you what that was a reaction to after the show. Oh, okay, sounds good. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Midnight Run. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and start. Um, I watched this movie because uh, Cody Newberry told me to. Um, which is which is why. You know, I watched something. Um, but yeah, I had never even heard of this movie. Um, it's got, you know, like with the cast that it has, you would think that I would have, but I had never even heard of it. Um, and but I think Bowman had watched it a couple times, then Cody had watched it a couple times in like a very short span. And so Cody was like, if you watch it, you'll love it. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I think this movie is a lot of fun. It gets a little repetitive for me towards the end. Like I want it to end a little bit sooner. There's a, there's a couple, there's lots of movies like this where you have to get like one person to the place and the person doesn't want to go or like whatever. And there's just like in this specific one, there's maybe one too many moments where like, oh, maybe we're becoming friends and now we're not. Oh, but now we're friends again. Oh, no, maybe we're not. So, like, there's too many of those moments for me, but I really like the ending. I think the ending of the movie is really excellent. Um, and it's just a really fun, like, sit down, enjoy the acting in front of you, a fun, like, kind of, like, road trip almost movie with, like, a crime edge that I really liked. Uh, so I think I, I gave it four stars. Um, I definitely am going to watch it again um eventually i i really really enjoyed it uh overall so boatman what about you uh yeah i i love this movie so much uh i i i watched it because paul was really big on it uh and this is hilarious i love the dynamic between de niro and groden de niro is like doing his thing like he's not playing it over the top he's being de niro and that's exactly what you need from that character and someone who is like the epitome of like cool but tough and i think de niro sells that perfectly charles groden in this movie gives such an incredible comedic performance that i almost think can be a little unappreciated because he has such an important job in that movie because if he's not crazy enough, you are not laughing and you're not like, you know, actually like in with like the situation, right? But if he's too annoying, if he just gets a little bit more annoying, then you hate this character, you hate the movie. 
he is walking such a fine line between charming and annoying and he finds the perfect balance. He is so funny and so pedantic. And I love when they get on the plane and he just starts having an attack. It's amazing. Or just little moments where he's like counting the money they have in the diner. Hilarious. Uh, I, I just, th- or when they go into like the, the bar and uh, they get the counterfeit money. That scene is amazing. I also just love the dynamic of all these different people are after this one guy. Because you, of course, have Jack Walsh, Nero. And then you have his rival bounty hunter. And then you have the police. And then you also have the mob. And all those aspects just coming after and intersecting and who has him when is amazing. Uh, I I love this film. This has just become one of my favorite comics. It's cool. All right, what would you give it, Bowman? I'd give it a five stars. All right. Uh, Cody, where are you next? Yeah, um, just to let everybody know, I wasn't here for the first part of the show. Uh, the least favorite movie I logged this week, uh, Paw Patrol the movie. Terrible, trash, don't watch it. And don't have kids, actually. I'm just going to help everybody out. Just don't have any children. They're not worth it. Um, at the end of the day, um, uh, Midnight Run, I have to owe this to Bowman. Uh, Bowman told me. It's kind of a weird thing. Like, De, Niro, De Niro's up there as in my top three favorite actors of all time. Um, The amount of movies he just doesn't say no to, especially in the 90s, is kind of impressive. Like the amount of movies I wander, uh, stumble upon, I'm like, wow, you're actually in this? You're in this too? You did this? You just don't say no. Um, But this movie is, this movie is what I love about planes, trains, and automobiles mixed with the crime elements of any other crime movie. Like the only problem is it's a four and a half for me. The only problem with the movie is for me is it's like they get them to the destination and I love the stuff between the two characters. Like that's what I love about this film. And then when they do the procedural of like stopping the crime and figuring out that stuff and stuff, I'm like, it's like the movie drags on just a little bit too much for me at that point. Like this movie's a cool hour, 40 hour, 50. I think it goes, I think it goes into the two tens. Um, which is fine, but I my favorite scene in this entire movie is when he gets on the plane and has that panic attack. And they're like, you lied to me. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to go. And it's just this entire farce that he sets up. But De Niro plays like that straight man, but he's so good with comedy too. So his straight man stuff is still hitting. It's Steve Martin and Charles Grodin is hitting with the uh, um, John Candy. Uh, John Candy. So it's that correlation. That, that movie will, that situation, that setup will almost work in every movie uh, besides due date. Um, but like, that setup works so well when they like come the two opposing forces because practically De Niro looks like he's a part of the crime. Like he looks like he's a, like a criminal, like in every movie because he normally plays a bad guy. So I'm I'm glad this one. Um, uh, I've with Boatman behind it. You know, there's movies that I hadn't seen, but I uh, I definitely love Midnight Run, and I suggest anybody watch it. It's the movie that everybody gets recommended apparently around here. Paul recommended Boatman, Boatman recommended me. I recommended it to you. So uh, it's a, it's an easy watch. Certain movies just kind of have these up peaks of recommendation in this community. Right now, it's two for the road. That's the yeah, one. If I see that thing pop up on Letterboxd anymore, I'm going to lose I it. thought people were deep cutting it or something. and then People were deep cutting it, and then they yelled at me to watch it, so I watched it. Sure. 
Uh, I watched Shang-Chi three, three times. If it was live action, I'd like it more. Oh, but... <laughs> I already made that joke tonight. Oh, okay. Dang I, it. I made, Yeah, they, they talked about Chicken uh, Little earlier. So. Um, okay. Koho already told me. You haven't seen this movie, correct? I was not prepared for the show tonight. No, uh, I'm not normally available for the show. I didn't think about it. Um, but It is directed by Martin Brest, who made it a movie that I, I enjoy quite a bit uh, in 1992. Uh, with a certain Al Pacino. Uh, so, Santa Woman is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, he his only Oscar belongs to another man. All right, so uh, that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. But this is what we have coming up. I'm going to make a post about it. Uh, next week is going to be Clint Eastwood movies, director or acted. So, um, whether he directed it, he acted in it, whatever. It can be on the list. Um, we're going to do musical numbers in movies the following week for Dear Evan Hansen. Um, we're doing classic comedies, uh, September 28th. Uh, then we're doing spy movies in October. Also film duos, uh, film duos is going to be interesting because that could be characters in movies, actors and actresses that, uh, work together a lot. Actors that work together a lot, a filmmaker and an actor that work together a lot. So lots of different options you could do with that one. Uh, we're doing sci-fi epics. Uh, in October as well, and then also uh, this one is going to be weird. Uh, but movies that take more than one watch, meaning uh, like Shutter Island earlier, the second time you watch it, you get it a lot more. Movies like that. Uh, so lot that's what's coming up for the next couple months for Logged It. So uh, lots of cool stuff happening. So thank you guys for watching this episode. Thank you to Boatman and Coho and Cody uh, for being here tonight. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, thank you. Bye. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening.